Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Not a normal Tuesday. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. It's a different one. One that, honestly, we're not used to around here. It's been years, pre-pandemic, before we got to say, we're going dancing. Mississippi State tonight, Pittsburgh in Dayton. Snowy Dayton, by the way. Luckily, they play uh, basketball indoors because uh, I don't I don't know if the, the guys are going to be used to that, what they're dealing with. <laughs> the elements are not kind right no, now. I don't think so. I complained about it being cold today. It's like 72 outside right now. And uh, they're up there in the snow. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. That's right. NCAA tournament action begins tonight. But uh, before we get into that, we need to tell you, because we've been asked, to join our bracket group. Here's what you have to do. If you want the link, we'll text you the link. But it's ESPN's Bracket Challenge. Sports Talk Space MS Space Radio is the group name. Sports Talk MS Radio. Sports Talk Space MS Space Radio. And the password is STM Radio. Sports Talk Miss Radio password STM Radio with uh, no no capitals, all lowercase on, on the password. STM Radio. If you enter that group and you have the best bracket of them all, here's what you'll win. Two golf shirts and a pullover from Genteel. I've currently got one of each on right now. Outstanding stuff from the official apparel provider of just Michael Borky today, uh, but usually of this show. (laughs) Uh, A round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit. Uh, You get to pick the course. They've got two. You get to pick one. Round of golf for two. Dinner for two at Philip M's, dinner for two at Mama and M, and a two-night stay at either the Gold Moon or the Silver Star uh, at Pearl River Resort. So, again, two golf shirts and a pullover from Gentile. Round of golf for two at the Dancing Rabbit. Two separate dinners for two at the Pearl River Resort, and a two-night stay at either one of the casinos right there on site. So, again... Sports Talk MS Radio, password STM Radio. Join the bracket group. If you want to be in and you don't remember that, we'll drop the link in. I'm doing that right now for Kyle. Dropping that link in right there. 
Here's another one. You yeah, can hear the clicking in the background. Went ahead and copy and pasted it. I've got it ready. Anybody needs it. Uh, so uh, so there you go. Join it. Uh, fill out your bracket. I have not filled mine out yet. I haven't done it. I have. Who's your final four? I know you you have Alabama winning because of voodoo and stuff, but yes. who else? Uh, so I, I, I went very chalky because in years past I've tried to be sort of, you know, smart with the upsets, and it, it just never works. Uh, so my final four this year is two two ones and uh, and two twos. It's Alabama. Uh, where's my bracket? Jeez Louise. Why is this so difficult? There we go. Alabama, uh, Marquette, Houston, and UCLA with Alabama beating UCLA in the national title. By the way, uh, a guy named Ryan titled his bracket Brian Haydad Fan Club in the group so far. Let's see if we know that person or not. Otherwise, it's a little weird. Honestly, just appreciate yeah. that so somebody is the, the leader of your fan club. I have so many, yeah. Yeah, there's a good bit of them. Some haters, too, but that, that comes with, with the success, I suppose. Uh, yes. I was informed that... Uh, other media in this state took exception to us joking about Ole Miss winning the Big Ten championship over the weekend, as if nobody's allowed to have any fun uh, anymore. Uh, sports Wait, are super duper. Somebody serious. was mad about that. Not mad, but more like, "Why the, the Big Ten's not special?" Oh, yeah, we we know it's baseball. We're just joking because you're not special. Ole Miss played nine games against Big Ten teams in who, the non-conference. Uh, you know, when we that, go to the break. I want to know who said this. I'm coming after. Them. That, that's all it is. We're just having fun. But God uh, forbid somebody have fun on sports talk radio. The only serious business here. Yeah, almost hit him with the. You, uh, do, do people hear yourselves? I, I might kill you. <laughs> Oh, man, look at all these people asking for the link. I love it. You know, it's funny. It, Let's it, do it. I got I got him. I got him. You oh, keep I, I'm loaded down. This is actually kind of fun for me that I'm doing this as uh, as we go. Jason says he loves the genteel pullovers, by the way. Jason, they are awesome. I mean, I, I've got one on right now. Again, it's like 72, so you would think wearing a pullover today is uh, you know, a bad decision, like you'd get hot. Not in this thing. It is perfect for this kind of weather. Uh, so I think we're all caught up. I think we're all caught up. Yeah. Will sends a message saying, I can't wait to hear what Borky thinks about this. And it was Will Wade getting suspended for five games, 48 hours into his tenure at McNeese State. What's funny about that, by the way, yes, Will Wade, former LSU coach, was hired by McNeese State. Uh, what's funny about that is that's not an NCAA penalty. The school wrote that in his contract. The school did that. <laughs> the school yeah. suspended their newly hired basketball coach. For, uh, for five games. I'm going to defend McNeese State here, though. I looked up the program because I don't know anything about it. They are 75 games below 500 as a program. They have multiple single-digit win seasons in recent history. Single-digit win seasons in recent history. They haven't had a winning season, and their last winning season was one game above 500 in 12 years. I don't blame them for hiring Will Wade. I mean, what's five more games, right? You lose. That's all they do is exactly. lose basketball games. What's five more? You know, maybe you'll get some players you don't usually get. Maybe you'll win 
more than than you're used to. Again, Will Wade was good at Chattanooga and VCU. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be good there. But uh, like I saw, Pat Forty was you know made a a snide comment about it on on his moral high horse, and I thought, Pat, get over yourself. His crime is legal now. It's celebrated. Everybody, I mean, on three, the website that covers college sports and recruiting has a database that tracks NIL deals and another database that says what this recruits NIL value is. Okay? Like, it is celebrated now. Making fun of McNeese State for, or, or talking down at McNeese State for hiring the guy who literally only paid players. That's all he did. He didn't do anything else. He paid players out of his own money. Like, of all the things to get up in arms about with the moral superiority stuff, you're picking on the guy that paid players? Of all the guys that you could pick on right now, it's that one? That doesn't make sense. I don't blame McNeese State. It's funny that they're suspending their coach 48 hours after they hired him, but I get it. It's an area that's, I mean, and they've been ravaged by a couple of hurricanes that hit in short succession from each other. I mean, it's, I don't blame them. I mean, so, go for it. And they're proactive. They're like, look, we know there's going to be a suspension, so let's just go ahead and we'll make it part of the contract and everybody's happy and we move forward. So fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a huge issue with that. Will Wade was always going to get back in. Bruce Pearl got back in. Everybody gets back in. It's fine. No big deal. I will always read compliments on this show. Did not get a chance to text this yesterday, but it is difficult to make three hours of talk radio sound organic and entertaining. My compliments. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. As Will and I said Friday, we'll read the good ones, just never the bad ones. But but sometimes we read those two, just uh, for fun. Buddy's Final Four is Alabama, uh, Ohio State, Duke, and Houston. I hate to send you some bad news, I'll bet any amount of money. That that doesn't happen. It is, um, yeah. Ohio State is not in the tournament, my friend. They they didn't make it. Okay, I said seventy-two. It's not seventy-two. My phone says fifty-four. It feels warmer than that. It's cold outside. Yeah, I don't know what you're what you're doing there. Uh, Again, password on the group: uh, STM Radio. Uh, like one word, no spaces, no capital. STM Radio is the password for the group. Glad uh, the amount of you guys are asking to join. We appreciate you very, very much. Have I heard what Dan Wilkins said about Ole Miss hiring Beard? I have not, um, and, and I I won't. There are guys in the media that like Dan Wilkin that, that people pick on because of their selective outrage. As we've talked about on this show, though, People criticizing Ole Miss are just in in that criticism. You're just going to have to wear it. That's kind of how it goes. But after Dan Wolkin wrote what he did about Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, and the the state, he weighed in during the state flag debate when we were changing it and going through that process. And he talked about how all championships and everything should be taken away from this state and. The SEC should consider removing Ole Miss. It did all that crap. When he was asked about should the state of Georgia do the same thing, he essentially was like, no, it's it's different because people don't know the Georgia flag as much as the Mississippi flag, even though it is just as bad. When you look into the why Georgia's flag... Anyway, after that, I, I stopped caring about 
what he thinks or feels about anything at all because uh, it was selective outrage and not a, a principled stance. So I don't know what he said. I'm not going to read it because of what he said about Mississippi and not his resident state, and that is Georgia. We'll talk tournament, though, when we get back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi. a good question right here on the text line because uh, it's not just Mississippi State playing tonight. Southern Miss and their NIT game against UAB is also tonight. You gotta, you gotta pay to watch it unless you're already subscribing to ESPN Plus. You don't have to do anything extra if you already are, but it is on ESPN Plus if you want to watch it. Question on the text line, is the NIT comparable to lower tier bowl games? I am concerned my Blazers may not want to be there tonight against a tough Southern Miss team. Johnny from Wheeler. Shout out to the UAB fan listening to us. I appreciate shout, that. Shout out to Wheeler. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting because it's so different, right? Because, I mean, there's what? There's like 40, 50 bowl games, 60 bowl, whatever it is. But then you have six, you know, you have 64 teams in this one tournament, so... I mean, I guess it's just all in how you look at it, right? I mean, you might look at it. If you're a team that loses in the first round of the NCAA tournament, you're, you might look at it in terms of, well, you know, it's like we went to a lower-tier bowl. But you can also look at the NIT that way as well. So I think Southern Miss, I wouldn't say, I'm not saying they have something to prove, but they were so good this year. And, I, you know, losing in the conference tournament, that had to be a really bitter pill. I could see them making a run here and and just, you know, I think they're a good team, and and I think they can. I think the, 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 they have some some chances here in the NIT to, to maybe make a good little run. Something to prove is a good way to put it, because sorry, Southern Miss fans. Um, if oh, he's saying it, I'm not. It's him. If the historical season ends, not making the tournament and getting. One and done, bounced in the NIT. That that will end in certain crushing disappointment. Yeah, it, it, I mean, there's there's no other way around it. That that would be a a, a a crashing end to an otherwise awesome season. And that doesn't take away from how awesome the season was. But for it to end that way, if I'd have told a Southern Miss fan three weeks ago, hey, you're gonna lose in the Conference USA tournament in the your first game, not Conference USA, Sunbelt Tournament, in your first game to South Alabama. Don't do that. And then you're going to lose in the first game in the NIT. What do you think their response would have been then? Yeah, they wouldn't have been happy. Would not have been happy. So I don't know if it's an important game tonight, but losing it would would take a lot of the, the shine off of an otherwise pretty awesome season. And, and they should be yeah. excited about the future, no doubt. But, yeah, this is an interesting game. Jelly Walker's a good player for UAB, obviously. Um, so they're missing a heavy underdog tonight. Eight and a half points in favor of the Blazers. Uh, who, by the way, Jeff Goodman, you know... He, he, uh, that idiot. You know, not exactly batting a 1,000. Um, but nobody does said that Andy Kennedy might be in the mix at Texas Tech. 
That would be an interesting hire. Andy Kennedy's a good coach. Yeah. There's no getting around that. No uh no two ways about that. So yeah, I would not be surprised to see him take a uh a little bit better job. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what Southern Miss has got tonight. It would um again a loss wouldn't take away from the turnaround and how special that was. You just you hope it doesn't end right. so unceremoniously. I guess is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. feels like Jay Ladner is sort of figured out a little bit of what you know about how the portal's going to work and how. I mean, I just expect Southern Miss to go out next year and be able to reload and get some guys out of the portal and keep it going. Got to bump qu- up that non-conference schedule a little bit though, so you can you can get into the tournament. Elizabeth and Gaucher says, I was at Southern when they won the NIT championship. Every tree on that campus had toilet paper and cars honking, people yelling. It was awesome. Hmm. NIT runs can help you. I mean, it's not always tournament or bust. If they make a run in the NIT, that that would be, as you're talking about, the scene when you won the thing. Yeah. Still matters. Yeah. Somebody says it'll be ugly for Birmingham. Southern Miss is going to be without their starting point guard, Alvarez, tonight. They said it'll be ugly in Birmingham. So he's expecting Southern to lose. Oh, did I say for Birmingham? Yeah. yeah. Southern's starting point guard's out tonight. So we'll see. I can't read. I don't know if. That's why we hired you to talk, not read. Exactly. And I say on Twitter sometimes, tell her, not spell her. You know, don't, exactly. don't get me for grammatical exactly. errors. That's not what I do. But uh, what we do is talk about the other postseason basketball game happening tonight. Late night, what is it, 837? Isn't that the official tip-off time? 810. 810. Where did I get 37 from? Either yeah. way. Um, You're used to our breaks. True. Uh, dependent on the end of the first game, right? The first game starts... right. Starts at at, at um, uh, six, right? Then Mississippi. No, if it starts at six, there's no way they're it's not six. It's at it eight, starts ten. at five. It starts at five. Okay. So, Late. my guess is the only way it, w- it would be an issue is if somehow it like went into triple overtime or something. Yeah. Late on True TV. I'm not going to entertain those who's on True TV jokes. Some guy in my DMs was. Mocking the channel that it was on, it's it's like it's the NCAA tournament. That's your boy, the Texas A and M guy. It's like you, everybody the, has literally TV. too stupid to breathe. Yes. that guy. I, I can't. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he ties his shoes. Yeah, he, he just sits around all day, just like oh God, I forgot. Yeah, God, God bless us if he's allowed to drive a car. Uh, I mean, if if he's above eighteen and he's voting, that would explain a lot. But that'd be an issue. Yeah. Um, Late night on True TV, you've got it. If you don't, CBS has an app that you can watch it on, just CBS Sports. You can watch it there. So if you somehow don't have True TV, you very likely do. It's on basically every cable package. You just got to find it. It's probably there. If not, the CBS Sports app will also have it for you. Are fans as excited about this game as I think they should be? I think so. I think so. You know, it's not the same as if it would have been. If the first game was on Friday or on Thursday with the, with the normal tournament, and I, I, what's funny is you know, I think if State can win this game, that the Friday game will be huge excitement uh, for the MSU fans. But yeah, people are excited. You know, they're they're excited to be back in the dance. They feel like they have a chance, uh, especially with the news going around today that our guy Federico Federico uh, might be out tonight with oh, a leg really? injury. 
Yeah, so that that's a big blow. Is that to, confirmed to, to or more like he might be out and they're keeping well, it under wraps? Capel Capel said that you know he's he, they're going to have to monitor it. They, so might be a game time decision, I guess, is what we'll say. Um, but we'll see. If he's out, that's going to be a big boost for Tolu Smith because they really don't have anybody behind this guy that can physically match up with Tolu. But that being said, you know their offensive game plan is going to be. To, to shoot three, so which means you know if you're getting three for two, you don't really care that much, I guess. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, I think Mississippi State fans they believe State has a chance to win. I believe State has a chance to win and uh, to to advance into the tournament. Yeah, that would be a big loss for them because I mean that that's how Mississippi State is going to have to score tonight, barring some shocking shooting performance from the worst three point shooting team in all of the United States of America which is still shocking to me that they're in this position. You don't win basketball games shooting as poorly as they do, and yet yet they did. It's not supposed to go down that way, and it did. Correct. But it, but I, 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 I saw them play every – I watched every game this season. I saw a lot of them in person. I still have no idea how they pulled it off. Well, Tolu? A lot of Tolu. A lot, a lot of Tolu. A big, heavy dose of Tolu. And then just throughout the, the season, especially when you know when they won, when they had they were really good in February. Every game it seemed like somebody else stepped up. Deshaun Davis would have a game. Shaq Moore would have a game. Cam Matthews had a game. DJ Jeffries had a game. Um, so they they've got to find that again tonight. They've got to find somebody to come out and compliment Tolu Smith. And I know it's not going to be you know behind the arc, but somebody who can get into the lane, make some jump shots, get into the paint, get to the free throw line. They need somebody else to step up. You know, if State has two, three guys in double figures, they probably win the basketball game. Got to make it a rock fight, too. I mean, I wonder how they're going to approach playing defense tonight because Pittsburgh, as we talked about yesterday, very good three point shooting team. I think it's four guys above thirty five percent. Four guys that are definitely definitely quality three point shooters. The former mm-hmm. Ole Miss Blake Henson is their leading point scorer. 38% from three. He's a big-bodied guy. I mean, he's a big physical guy, or at least physically imposing anyway. I wonder how State's going to approach them defensively tonight, knowing that they've got a handful of really good outside shooters that can beat you. Can't do Probably very much zone sort of tonight. A similar, a similar game plan to what you did against Missouri, which worked. I mean, Missouri's a team that averaged 80 points a game, and State held them under 70, including an overtime game. Uh, both times they played, you know, and they obviously split with them, but defensively wasn't the issue uh, for them in those games. So, whatever the game plan was against Missouri, a team that likes to shoot the three ball and doesn't have much must post much post presence, same here. Yeah, muddy the waters, get physical, make it a rock fight. Try to bring them. Yeah. I mean this respectfully. Try to bring them down to your level and play your game instead of you trying to get up to their level and, and play their game. Because if if they're making shots and you're trying to match them shot for shot, State's not winning tonight. It's not going to happen. So you've got to get them to play your game as opposed to you playing theirs, dictating the tempo and all that coach speaky stuff that actually has some merit to it for sure. I'm Borky. He's Hey Dad. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. You want to be a part of the show? We'd love to have you. On this Tuesday, this NCAA Tournament Tuesday, we'll be right back. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi.
Working Brian Haydad with you. Hunter in Columbus on the text line says, SEC was really tough this year. States battle-tested. Their defense will do what it's done all year. Nothing will change. Got to make the easy layups in about five threes, and they will have a chance at the end. That's all you can ask for. At the rate they shoot threes, to make five, <laughs> they have to shoot what? 26, 27 of them? That's way too many. <laughs> Dwight and Brandon. Uh-huh. Maybe shoot five threes. Maybe he, or did he say shoot or make five threes? I think he said make. He said shoot yeah, I was say if you want to talk about shoot five threes, yeah, you got my you got my attention. But uh, making five threes with this team could be there all night. Dwayne and Brandon says, "Is the game at eight central? If so, that's late for an old man yes. like me. But I'm not as bad as Gallo. In Gallo's defense, I like to pick on his bedtime on this show. Gallo's show starts at six. Gallo is very well prepared. I would like to think I am too." But our show starts at 3, so I don't have to wake up at, at a gaudy hour to, to, to spend hours in preparation for the show every day. We used to have a, a logbook in here where, where we would sign in our, at our exact walk-in time. Gallows was mm-hmm. never later than 3.30 in the morning, ever. Ooh. Never later than 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And no, he, he's walking that. in here with finely pressed pants and a... Uh, sport coat on, like he was looking you, sharp. If we if we got his slot and we were six a.m., I would I would wake up at five fifteen and walk in the studio at like five fifty. <laughs> I'd, I'd be ready to roll though. I just read the rundown and like, all right, we're good. I've asked him to trade and he won't. He's so used to the routine, he won't do it. I've asked him many times. If he, he ever trade. retires, if he ever retires, we're taking that slot. Get, getting off work at nine in the, or ten in the morning. And you're just good the rest of the day is that's it's, it's, that's 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 the dream. Gary and Meridian, please answer this: If State and Pitt are 11 seeds, why are they having to play a play-in game? I understand a 16 seed play-in, but an 11. See, I'm the other way. I think if you have an automatic bid like these 16 seeds do, you should just be in. I think all of the the play-in game should be at-large teams, but this is the last four at-large teams. Is how this is. So. They're the four lowest-rated teams in the bracket, so they have to play to get into the field of 64. Yeah. And then the 16s that are playing are the four lowest-rated 16 seeds, and they have to play in as well. I don't agree with that, though. I think when you win your conference tournament and you have an automatic bid, you should be in the 64, and every, the, these games should be between at-large teams. I like that. I, I like that a lot. The con- Winning your conference should mean something when it does to everybody else. But, yeah, that's all it is. Uh, I forgot your name. Uh Gary, that's what it is. When they expanded the tournament from 64 to 68, they essentially, like hey, that's it, made the last four teams in have to, to play in this play-in game. And Mississippi State and Pittsburgh were two of the last four teams to make the field of 68. That's why they're well, playing When they first tonight. started it, it was all the, the low-rated teams, and finally there was enough outcry that they started putting yeah. these at-larges in there. So. SEMO and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, by the way, are going to get us started tonight. Southeast Missouri and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi was State's first game of the season. Were they really? How'd that go? I mean, I know mm-hmm. State won, but... Uh, State won. I mean, it won pretty easily. Uh, and Another MSU connection. SEMO, formerly coached by former MSU head coach Rick Ray. No longer, obviously, because they're in the tournament. Ooh, that wasn't nice. 
was, I liked Rick Ray, but gosh, it was, dog. It was true, but it was very true. What, what's that Stephen A. Smith meme? Let's be nice. I mean, you're not wrong, yeah. but you didn't have to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff there. But yeah, that's the first game. The Islanders against, what is it, the Red Hawks? And uh, AM Corpus Christi is a three point favorite. Mississippi State actually the favorite tonight. Two and a half point favorite are the Bulldogs in Dayton, which will kind of feel like I a road a, game for them. Yeah, but I think a lot of that has to do with the the potential absence of our of Federico Federico. Federico that, Federico. I'm going to say his full name every time. Uh, I mean, I, I think the people are looking at that and saying, gosh, they, they might be trouble trying to deal with Tolu Smith if they don't have their starting center. So yeah. I might call you Hey Dad, Hey Dad for was, the rest of the day. I like that. Or Brian, Brian. No, Hey Dad, Hey Dad is better. Hey Dad, Hey Dad, yeah. Over under yeah. 133. Sounds the, exotic. Does it hit the under? 133. 133. Under. I, I guess they don't believe in Pittsburgh and they think because they shoot it well enough, they're going to score as well. I mean, what floor? If if they got you know seventy, and State would have to get sixty four. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would take the under. So here's a question: Are you going to be that way in football playoffs? Seeding should be based on team ranking. Uh, the football playoff is already going to be that way. You have to win your conference championship to get a bye in the first round. Have to. So that that's already been decided. The conference championship will matter uh, in football. Yeah, but that's not necessarily ranking. The Pac-12 champion might only be ranked like ninth. Right. It's the 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 four highest ranked conference champions. Right. Because there's what there's ten conferences that played Division One football, right? Or is it eleven? It's Power Five and Group of Five. So yeah, ten. Group of Five. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's the four highest ranked conference champions. So in the expanded football playoff, conference championship does. Matter it does impact seating and buys and yeah. uh, stuff like that, and especially when it's a sixty-eight team tournament as opposed to twelve, yeah. it's a little bit different when it's that that many. And you have to win a tournament to make the tournament. Texas A&M Corpus Christi had to win a tournament to be here. It's not like they were just gifted the opportunity; they had to play through a, a full bracket already to get to this point. Mississippi State and Pittsburgh did not. I mean, they played in the tournament. Neither of them won it or, or right. got particularly close. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh got smoked by, what was it, Duke, right? I mean, absolutely Correct. run out of the gym. Yeah. So. Let's see. Shaq Bully says McNeese State already suspended Will Wade. Yeah, I talked about that earlier. It's funny, if uh, if nothing else. But after that, it is ranking. Yes, but that's how the, the tournament field is decided as well. It's not just conference champions that make the NCAA tournament. Hello, Mississippi State and, and Pittsburgh. And well, there's 36 at largest, right? Yes, 32 and 36. Okay. Yeah. So, it's different. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Basketball and... Most of, I mean, when you get right down to it, I mean... Like most of the two seeds are, are going to be, you know, a few of the two seeds are going to be at largest. Three seeds can be at largest. So, yeah. Fair, uh, fair enough. So that's going on tonight. Looking forward uh, to that again. Uh, another late night. We found the tip off times, by the way. It's 5 40 and 8 10. So you've got two and a half hours to, uh, 
to complete a game plus give warm up. So I, there's a chance that it's not starting at, at eight ten. There's chances a little bit later. I mean, that's, and that, that's the time frame that they do for for the SEC tournament. They give, they give two and a half. You know, yeah. you expect a college basketball game to be over at two hours, and then you expect you know thirty minutes to get out there. You know, change whatever you got to change on the court, and then get the other teams out there to warm up. That, 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 that's a normal. I mean, yeah. If, if it goes into overtime, obviously it's one thing. But that's true about any kind of. The, that's true about all these postseason games. We got baseball tonight as well. It, it seemed like state fans were excited, interested, whatever about the decision for for Lofton to pitch tonight. Am I misreading that? I think people want to continue to see more of him. I think people are ready to see him try to get some weekend innings. But he was good last week. He he struggles with walks, but I mean, as we talked about yesterday, that's 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 a common theme. But I mean, he pitched six innings last week and struck out eleven, only gave up uh, two runs. So I mean, as a freshman, he's very very exciting, uh, you know, exciting prospect. And a guy, you know, he's going to continue to get better and you know be a part of probably be a probably part of the weekend rotation a season from now. Uh, but you know you want to you want to see him continue to to move forward and grow. Yeah, Mississippi State and Nichols tonight down there in Biloxi, right? This is the Biloxi game. Uh, Going to be a little chilly, but uh, still really nice weather. At least I think it will be in a cool venue to uh, to watch baseball down there. I think that the teams, the SEC teams in this state, need to do more on the coast. You've got gettable. So you you've got alums that live down there, obviously, but. Man, we, we've talked to people over the years that say, hey, I live in Biloxi and it feels like this is an LSU town. And I know Biloxi's yeah. closer to Baton Rouge than it is Starkville and Oxford, but I mean, you've got a chance to go get people down there. Things like this need to happen more often, I think. I agree. I I, I love, I've always been a big fan of, of this uh, particular, uh, you know, Tournament's not the right word, but but whatever they did, you know what yeah. they do down there. They, this this classic, this invitational, whatever they do, I like it that they're doing two different teams. You know, the past couple of years it's just been one team. Um, so yeah, good setup, uh, great stadium, great location, and uh, should be fun. I think they should do basketball games down there. I think that they should even get on a bus and have a couple spring practices uh, down there if you can find a, a suitable venue for that. People on the coast need to get thrown a bone. By the athletic departments, it's uh, not not easy to just jet up to Starkville or Oxford from uh, from Biloxi or past Christiane or Ocean Springs. It's a bit of a haul, so I don't know. It's something I've thought about a lot. State baseball tonight. We'll talk about Ole Miss baseball tonight. Uh, an interesting thing happening on the mound for Ole Miss today as they're set to take on Jacksonville State. We'll talk more with you and send us some messages as well. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. We'll get to more of those as well when we come back. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you talking a little bit of baseball. And then we'll get to Kendall Rogers, who broke some fascinating news today. I mean, I guess we knew it was coming. They had to change something when Texas and Oklahoma joined the am, SEC. But but I am surprised by the way it's it's set up. 
And I, I love the line about how they're changing the, the tournament uh, to be announced later. That was when, when they had this big press release after Kendall broke the news about changes coming to the conference schedule in postseason as Texas and Oklahoma are set to join the SEC and you open the link and it, SEC tournament to be determined. Like, Thanks, guys. Really, uh, they don't need to change much with that. I mean, if you finish bottom four, you can just stay home. Yeah. You'll be all right. We'll uh, we'll get to that with uh, uh, with Kendall, and then we'll talk about it after Kendall. Because guess what? We get to do the permanent opponents thing once again for yes. uh, for SEC. Change it to baseball. Just, just get to change it to baseball. Uh, Southern Miss also playing tonight. Sela, Southeastern Louisiana, who by the way has, if I remember correctly, a daiquiri bar. On site at their baseball games, very Louisiana. So, so enjoy that if you're a Southern Miss fan going. I mean, gas stations have that. Why not a baseball stadium? True, very, very true. They took, uh, according to this texter, I, 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 I'll believe them. Took two of three from Auburn this week. They did. Yes, they did. It was a weird Auburn. weekend in the I SEC. Mean, Alabama lost. Auburn lost. It's weird. Both ranked teams, good teams, lost well, that's, to lesser opponents that's at good, home. That means uh, could be a. I mean, especially on the road, could be a good win for Southern if they can get it. Yeah, for uh, for sure. Ole Miss is at Jacksonville State. Uh, not to, I mean, it's Bryce Drew week, and then now the baseball team's playing Jacksonville State. Just uh, just just can't stop <laughs> the unintended wounds. But uh, something interesting is is happening tonight. Ole Miss is starting Vera instead of uh, Quinn tonight, and here's why that's interesting. Quinn has been their midweek guy up until this point, and and he hasn't done anything to lose that job. We asked Mike Bianco about it yesterday, and he acknowledged that Quinn pitched on Sunday. You might see him in relief. I can't help but wonder if that is going to be his role moving forward because they're not getting good starts on Saturday. Sonia, it's freshman. He's working through some things, going through some things, has not given you deep and quality starts so far this season. And if it's not happening against Purdue and, and Nebraska and or and Minnesota and Maryland and Delaware, if it's not happening against these teams, you probably don't feel very good about it happening in conference play considering the competition's going to uptick some. I wonder if... if Bianco has seen that and either A, wants to possibly consider throwing Quinn on weekends or having him available for weekends to give you extended relief outings. Taking him out of Tuesday, intentionally pitching him on Sunday, knowing that you had a Tuesday game tells me that his role has changed and it's becoming more important. They're going to use him in a bigger capacity on weekends. At least that is that is my guess. I, you know, I don't know what is inside Mike Bianco's head, but that makes sense to me intentionally using him on a Sunday, on a weekend, when you know you had a game Tuesday, tells me that he is not, that's not his role anymore. That they're going to use him on weekends right. and stretch him on weekends because they need to. Uh, honestly, right now they're they're not getting consistent starts. The bullpen's been better. Starts, not so much. Uh, they got two not good ones uh, this past weekend, and now you're playing Vanderbilt. Uh, so you kind of need all hands on deck, and, and Quinn is going to be valuable in that weekend spot or can be valuable in that weekend spot. So it makes sense if that's what's happening. Feels like that's what's happening. Well, there you go. I mean, that, that's what these, these you know, these midweek games are kind of supposed to be for, is, you know, finding the guys who can help you on the weekend. And, you know, for State, I mentioned you mentioned Lofton, and we just talked about with Ole Miss. This is, you know, what you got to start doing now because conference play is here, and the games that really, really matter are here. And so, you know, 
got to find those arms that you can trust. And uh, I think State is, is starting to get there with those guys. Ole Miss clearly has some guys, and when Hunter Elliott gets back, they'll add another one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where, we'll see where it takes us. St- State's going to be really interesting to see how the pitching pans itself out over the next week or so. Yeah. For, uh, for, we're going to learn a lot about what they've got, even though it's Kentucky, but yeah. still. Um, competition ramps up uh, even with them. Kelso and Ocean Springs, our resident uh, hurricane correspondent, invites us down. We'll be down a- at some point soon. Another message, State had a basketball game on the Gulf Coast uh, about 10 to 15 years ago. Can't remember how many years they did it and don't know why they stopped. Do you know? So State used, State used to do uh, games at other places. They did one at the Lander Center up in uh, South Haven. They did one in Tupelo at the Bancor South Center. I guess it's the Cadence Bank Center now. Um, so they used to do that, but now they just do the one in Jackson. And I, I do wish they would get back to finding some of these other some of these other arenas. Will says, I agree with Borky. Girlfriend is from the coast and came to school at State. When I go down there to see her family, I don't see much representation of Ole Miss or State. The two should do much more to be seen in the second biggest metro of this state. We'll keep the baseball conversation going. Kendall Rogers will join us next for his weekly chat. We'll, we'll talk about the the new news, the breaking news in the SEC about the, the way they're going to adjust the schedule with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. We'll also pick who we think the permanent opponent should be for Ole Miss and State. And uh, got a lot of basketball to talk about. Got a lot of football to talk about. Got a lot to talk about. It's a busy day, and we're glad that you guys are with us. Kendall Rogers will join us next. Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. I lied to you. I don't like doing that, but I lied to you. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. I said Kendall Rogers was joining us next. He didn't answer. Called him twice. How dare he? Hopefully we can uh, get linked up with him for his I weekly I always like Darren Fit better. I know, right? Or, or Sorensen or any of any of those guys at the any end besides of him. Yeah. I know he hates our team, but I know he hated our show. So we that were going to talk about uh, we were going to talk about this with him. So we'll do it without him too. The SEC uh, Kendall did break the news, but the SEC formally released this, and I'm going to read it a little bit. Forgive me, it's wordy. It's a press release, but you know this is what they said. The presidents and chancellors of the SEC approved future regular season schedule and postseason championship formats for seven SEC sports during a meeting at the basketball tournament. In Nashville last week, the future formats were approved in preparation for the addition of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC beginning with the 2024-2025 athletic year. So, you know, next down, down the road next year. But is next baseball season impacted by this? No. So this is two years for baseball, one year for football. Right. Right, because, I mean, it's, it's the start of the athletic year. So the athletic year for 2024 starts in August, and the 2025 baseball season will be part of that. Okay. Next year is still 2023 for the athletic year, 
So, so yeah, two years another, for baseball. We have two one years year for... to worry about this. Correct. So here's what they're doing for baseball. The other sports that they announced, by the way, gymnastics, which we don't have here. Uh, swimming and diving, which we don't have don't here. Have. Uh, track and field and, and volleyball also. But here's baseball. Here's what you guys are here for. Regular season. Each season, a team will play three, a three-game series against two permanent opponents and eight rotating opponents for a total of 30 conference games. Standings will be kept in a single-division format. So no more East, no more West in baseball. Each team will have two permanent opponents and eight rotating opponents. So that means the schedule will be imbalanced. It's not going to be like football where... You play everybody twice in a four-year period. It's not going to work that way in baseball. It's imbalanced. That's just kind of how it's going to have to be, uh, considering the nature of the sport and how many conference series you have and, and stuff like that. So two permanent opponents. Still 30 conference games. No more divisions. And the format will be determined with the SEC baseball tournament. I agree with you. I think this... Unless you, any of you out there listening have a better idea, I think you don't change the format at all. Just two more teams don't make it. That's it. Yeah. This makes sense. Just makes sense to me. I mean, bottom four are probably not scrounging for postseason play anyway. When we go to when we go to sixteen teams, so no, I, I think yeah, just keep it at twelve. You know, and that's just the way it'll be. I, mean, I don't particularly care for this this setup either. Explain just why two permanents. It just feels like, you know, I knew they weren't going to keep divisions, but I thought they would do five and five. I thought they would keep five permanents and and rotate five. You still get the same number of people. You get everybody coming to your stadium in the, the same timely fashion. Yeah. So I don't know quite what's going on. Because, I mean, you're going to break up some good stuff here. Yeah, Mike uh, agrees. He said the baseball scheduling is stupid. Baseball should have five permanents and rotate the other ten in two groups of five. They would play every team in the SEC uh, in two years and play at every stadium in four years, just like football. And they they went with this instead. You know, it's a bad idea when both Mike and I are against it. Two most opposite guys you'll ever meet. Because here's what you're going to lose. Let's start with this, though. Ole Miss and State are going to get each other. So knock that out. They're going to get each other. That's one. Who should the other one be for State and for Ole Miss? For State, I think it should be LSU. I agree. I think that is historically State's most significant rival other than Ole Miss. Uh, I think in the SEC, in SEC baseball, that is the most significant historical rivalry uh, currently. And I, it, just, it just makes sense. So I would give that. But at the same time, I don't know that I would give Ole Miss LSU. No, I would give I mean, Ole Miss just, Arkansas. I I think that has become a spicy little rivalry see, I, that I don't want to see go away. Arkansas is going to get either Texas or Oklahoma. They're probably going to get Texas. Yeah. But Texas, no, I guess Texas is going to get Oklahoma and Texas A&M. So Arkansas, Arkansas has got to get Tennessee. They have to give them Tennessee. It, ha- it has to be that way. Until Tony Vitello and then gets maybe fired Arkansas, for, LSU or Arkansas. You know, yeah. slugging it up. And then Arkansas will miss. So I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I mean, State hasn't had any success against Arkansas in the past five years, but I, I hate to see that series go away. And that, that I said earlier that this is what they're doing because of scheduling, but as you guys pointed out, not true. They could do it differently. So again, I, I would like to see Ole Miss keep Arkansas because I think there's a lot of juice in there, a lot of spice to that uh, now budding rivalry that I don't want to see go away. But that, that means State won't play Arkansas every year. 
That, that, that means Mississippi State will not play Arkansas in baseball every year, and that sucks. That means yeah. Ole Miss will not play LSU in I mean, baseball every year, and that sucks. That really yeah. does. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I mean, those are good rivalries and, and great series, you know. I mean, I, I don't like trading Ole Miss LSU for Ole Miss, you know. Missouri. Oklahoma. Missouri. I'm not, I don't care about that. I care about Ole Miss LSU has my attention. Ole Miss Missouri does not. Mississippi State LSU has my attention. Mississippi State, uh, uh, you know, Texas A&M doesn't as much. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, really, couldn't you do it where whoever you give in football, you couldn't also do the same in baseball? Could, is there not a way to work that out if you're going to give them three permanents? And then you would have to add two more to make it work out the same way in terms of I guess so, yeah. being in every stadium once every four years. And that's another thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is better than the football model, but – you do have some pretty incredible venues in baseball, and I, I, I get it. Like baseball is yeah. not football; it's not the same. Uh, for ninety nine point nine percent of college baseball programs, they, they don't generate revenue. But the SEC is unique in that people do care. Like it's not, it's not just Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, and LSU that care. A and M cares. Tennessee starting to care. South Carolina cares. Florida care. I mean, you, you've got good venues and fan bases, and it's kind of a disservice to them to not. Let let the players experience it all, and let the yeah. fans experience it all in a shorter window. Now, I, I like that. I, I want that to happen, but at the same time, I, I want to keep some of this historic. I mean, right. it just makes more but, sense but it to would me. Work that I'm just way. glad they're getting away from the divisions because if they had put Texas or Oklahoma in the East, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> and the only way to make that work at that point was to move Alabama and, yeah. and Auburn, and nobody wanted to put Alabama and Georgia in the same division. For football, so makes sense. I mean, there's going to be a player at, it, it, you know, maybe they just don't care about this. I, I think in college sports you should. There's going to be a guy that plays at South Carolina who, who will never get to see Duty Noble. You know, he won't get to play there. He won't get to play at Swayze. It, it, the the right fielder is not going to get told all kinds of things about his girlfriend. And, you know, th- that's a cool experience. I-, I can't forget Mason Katz. Like, some of those guys can't stand it and handle it terribly. But then there's Mason Katz at LSU, who just relished in that stuff on the road in, in his career and-, and just embraced it. And, and you're-, you're not going to give the opportunity for everybody to experience a similar thing. It kind of stinks, but it's what they decided. I would love to hear the rationale for why they decided on this. Love to know why. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll. they'll Sanky will be asked about it at some point. But it, it, it's just odd. It's just odd. I'm very interested to see you know who when they announce the the the, the permanence. And of course you know they announced all this today, and this doesn't happen until 2025. Still haven't announced what they're going to do with football, which is going to happen first. We're still waiting to find out what's going to go on there. I don't understand what the holdup is on that at this point. Isn't at this that point, finalizing you know, at Destin this summer when they do the... I guess so, yeah, which should be coming up. And those spring meetings are soon. For soon. The, those, I've seen friend of the show Ross Dellinger say this before, that should be where all the media hoopla is, is at the spring meetings, not at media days. Yeah. That, that that's where everybody should go because that's where stuff actually happens. At media days, it's just uh, a coach reading a press release and and players. You know, it's a great event. Don't get me wrong, love being there, and it's great for producing content in the middle of July. But 
There stuff actually truly goes down in Destin. Decisions are yeah. made there. Things happen. There's animosity. Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher have to have Sankey sit between them, or else those two old men were going to trade some very lightly landed punches. Although I feel like Saban probably probably has some juice still behind a right hook if he were to give one. I feel like if if uh, Saban is like the ultimate mess around and find out kind of guy. Yeah, I feel like you, you take him lightly and he would just absolutely waylay you. Like you, you ever seen those? Uh, like a picture of a guy that tried to rob like a retired UCF fighter, like yeah. an elderly man who who's like a professional or yeah. was a professional boxer. And this young guy that tried to yeah. mug him is just like his face. Is exactly. Like, that would be Nick Saban. Bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some of your messages, we'll get to, to those when we come back. 601-879-4395 on the new baseball schedule. What do you think about it? Let us know. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Rocks. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you on the day Mississippi State will play in the NCAA tournament. March Madness is here. Be a part of our Bracket Challenge group. In case you missed the first hour, here's how you can join. Either A, go to ESPN's Bracket Challenge. We'll send you the link, too, if you text us and ask for it. We'll just send it to you, but it's ESPN's Bracket Challenge. And the group name is Sports Talk Space MS Space Radio, Sports Talk MS Radio, and the password, one word, STM Radio, no caps, all lowercase, STM Radio. If you want the link for that, uh, send it. Uh, send us a message. We'll send it right back to you. And we've got a pretty, uh, I say a pretty sick, a really sick prize package for you, for the winner. you got to have the best bracket. Richard, hey, that nor myself can win. It's got to be one of you. Not like we would anyway. For, but... for you older people like me, sick is good. Yeah, sick is good. <laughs> Just like, um, oh, what was that song where, where the guy said she's fat like Cindy Crawford? And that's when fat for a short period of time meant, like, cool? Oh, like P-H-A-T, yeah. Yeah, where, yeah. yeah and everyone was like, was Cindy like Crawford's not like, fat. Crawford, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, no, that was Lenny no. Kravitz, right? Or no, I don't. I don't remember who it was. It was one of those songs that was really popular in the '90s. Anyway, a, uh, a prize package for the bracket challenge. The winner will get two golf shirts and a pullover from Genteel, the official prefer, uh, apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Also, a round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit. Dinner for two it's at Phillips. Six links. Dinner, dinner for six at Mama and M, and a two night stay at either two. the Golden two. Moon. Two. Dinner for two, not dinner for six. You got you heard me say six and it Did got I in your head six? there. Dinner for yes. two. It's two of everything. Yes. Two golf shirts and a pullover. Round of golf for two. Dinner for two at Philip M's. Dinner for two at Mama and M. Great name. Always great name. And a two night stay at the yeah. Golden Moon or Silver Star right there at the Pearl River Resort. So if you text us, we'll drop you the link. It's out there on Twitter as well. But again, the password, STM Radio, one word, all lowercase, STM Radio. Let us know, and we will 
Send you the link. We got a couple of uh, pitches, by the way, on what the SEC tournament should be after Texas and Oklahoma join. Mike said bring all 16 teams in and make it single elimination, less taxing on pitchers than the current format. Had another one that's Mike and I are are simpatico today. That's 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 a reasonable suggestion. If you go single elimination, I, I I could get behind that. Jeff in Oxford, what's the reason uh, reasoning behind not having divisions in football, baseball, and basketball? It's really simple, Jeff. It's because if you had eighteen divisions in the current scheduling model, even if you added a, an additional conference game, you would go over a decade, like you currently do, before you play a road game in football at an opposite division team. I mean, I mean right now you're going what twelve years between road games yeah. uh, at East teams. And the, the league has decided, with encouragement from their television partners, by the way, that you need to have everybody playing everybody as much as you possibly can in football. Everything else just kind of follows behind in football. But that's why divisions are going away in football. Because they want Alabama and Florida, for example, to play more often instead of twice in a 12-year window. It'll be twice in a four-year window, which makes the television partners really happy when you've got Georgia playing Texas twice every four years, when you've got Alabama playing Florida, and on and on and on. Geographically, they can't add Texas or Oklahoma to the east and say, okay, one to the west, one to east to balance it. So then you're going to have to switch. I mean, the, the two schools that would make the most sense would either be Alabama and Auburn or, or Auburn and Vanderbilt. And then you get into the whole, you know, Alabama can't play Auburn and Tennessee every year if they do that. If they switch Alabama and Auburn, now Alabama and Georgia are in the same division and have to play each other every year, and neither one of them want that. So it just makes sense to do this. And like you said, I mean, I I talked about this earlier today on Middays, that, I mean, Mississippi State hasn't been to Gainesville since 2010. Um, That's insane. When's the last time? I mean, that's just... Yeah. Ole Miss is and Ole Miss has a game like that. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but Ole Miss has a game where they haven't been there in a long, long time. I guess last year it was Tennessee, right? That was probably Ole Miss's first trip to Knoxville since 2010. Yes, or two years ago, I guess when they went. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, it just like I said, State and Ole Miss play Memphis and Tulane and Southern Miss. More than they played schools in their own conference. Yeah, Georgia has never Since played 24- at Texas A&M ever. Haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah. State has played Southern Miss three times since 2014, and has not played. Uh, has only played Florida once in that time. Has only played Tennessee once in that time. Uh, has only played South Carolina once in that time. And these are teams you're in the conference with, and you've played an out of state or no, sorry, an out of conference opponent three times. Yeah, Ole Miss has played Texas Tech many times more than they have Tennessee in the last decade and a half. <laughs> it's conference teams that aren't playing against each other. It's uh, it's really that uh, really that simple. Yeah, they put Missouri in the East. That was bizarre. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and then if you did if you tried to do that again, now you're taking two schools that are further west than Missouri, and you're putting them into the East. You can't do that. It just no. it, it, at some point it just becomes. It becomes comical. 
Hunter uh, has a take that Richard strongly disagrees with, said the SEC tournament on the coast would be really cool. I know it wouldn't happen, but I think fans would really enjoy it more than Birmingham. I have really enjoyed Hoover. I'm just saying, Hunter, I agree with you, and I, I like the SEC tournament. I, I like Birmingham and Hoover. It's great. It is a it is a great event, a well-run event, all that. It is great. They've they've added that fan zone. They've there, There's that huge playground. It's massive. If you want to bring your kids and, and you're waiting for a game to start, like the, the They've got it all worked out. The RV park, everything. But I I will f- always and forever be in favor of moving tournament venues. I like that the, the Masters, for example, is at Augusta National every year. Uh, so there's exceptions, of course. But Augusta National is a special place. It is special. Can you call the Hoover Met special as a venue? Nah. No. So, so I think moving around and... Having it, you know, in Biloxi, in Nashville, in Greenville, South Carolina, on the Gulf Coast, you know, moving it around to all these well-equipped minor league parks around the footprint in the SEC in cool cities would be a good thing. But I think that about everything. I think that Media Days, even though it's not a sporting event, should move around, and it is. I think the basketball tournament, while great in Nashville, and Nashville's great, should move around some. You know, you know, maybe not St. Louis again, or excuse me, Kansas City again. Which one was it? It was Kansas City, right? Yes. Yeah, maybe not that extreme. The Tampa one wasn't great either. But I'm in no. favor of moving that stuff around. I like that the national championship game is in a different venue, as opposed to the same one every year. I like that the Super Bowl's in a, in a different venue. I, I like that the college basketball national championship goes from place to place to place. The SEC baseball tournament should, too. But that's just me. Some people disagree. Yeah, uh, The RV people especially love, and rightfully so, love their setup at, at, at the Met. They right. take care of them there. That's the one thing that's just impossible to duplicate yeah. wherever you go. I mean, no, nobody else really has that. Unless you do go back to campuses, which they used to do back in the old days. What would that feel like now? Would that that wouldn't be good? No, that wouldn't be good. I, I get it in softball. softball no, makes I mean, sense. you can't. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm just trying to think. Like Columbia well, couldn't foremost, host like, it. Vanderbilt couldn't host it. Right. Right. I mean, State, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas. You're fine. South Carolina in the West. A&M could host it, I think. But Auburn and and Alabama couldn't. No. Their their stadiums are just too small. Um, And then Vanderbilt, never. Kentucky, never. Tennessee, never. Florida, never. Georgia, never. I mean, none of the East schools could do it. Plus, then, then you talk about, like, Adding new schools. When Oklahoma, I mean, nobody wants to go to Norman for the. I want to go to Norman for a football game. I don't want to go to Norman for a week for the SEC tournament. Yeah, and they don't have the venue that could support it anyway. Right. I, mean, I would. I have no idea what Oklahoma's baseball stadium looks like. I would be amazed if it holds more than four thousand people. It's small. It, it's yeah. small. They do have. Uh, so it backs up into a neighborhood, and there's a, a handful of of older guys. Like it's like four of them that sit on a hill in the outfield to watch the games from the outfield. It, it, it cracks yeah. me up. It's like those guys just, 
you know, get to walk from their front porch just a couple hundred yards and go sit and watch baseball. But their outfield section is literally just four guys in the neighborhood that just hang out and on their lawn chairs and watch baseball. Yeah, just a, a different deal uh, with Oklahoma. But that's that's the norm. We are the exception. They are the norm in uh, in college baseball. More of your messages, a lot of good ones when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Again, 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. Kendall Rogers was supposed to join us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Maybe we'll catch up with him tomorrow as we're reacting to Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament tonight. Chris Beard's going to be announced as the head coach here at Ole Miss here in about 30 minutes. Busy day. Glad you're with us. We'll be right back. Real sports talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. One, two, get down. Paid the cost to be the boss. Paid the cost to be the boss. I paid the cost to be the boss. Yeah. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. A few of your texts on this didn't didn't plan on talking about SEC, SEC tournament venues, but it just kind of happens that way. Love the live radio aspect of this and love getting your guys' input on what we should be talking about. So let's do it. Chris in Oxford says the Braves stadium, uh, the AAA stadium, Cool Ray Field outside of Atlanta is really nice. That'd be a great spot for the SEC tournament. Man, you know what would be even cooler? Is if the Braves had that week on the road, and you just played it right there at the brand new ballpark in Atlanta, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be nice. Do other That'd conferences nice do that? I think they do, don't they? The I Big Ten imagine. plays their what other tournament. Would, what other conference could put enough people in there to make that feasible? I mean, I, I was going to tell you, you get an Ole Miss State or Ole Miss LSU or State LSU Ooh. final. <laughs> You could get twenty five thousand yes, people in there. You could. you could do that. That would be, but that would be sick. I mean, Michigan versus Ohio State might get a thousand people. They're not right. putting that in. The no, major but not some. Hmm. Maybe I. I swear the Big Ten. Maybe they do it in, in Omaha, right? Didn't they have a, a tournament in Omaha? Because Nebraska like filled the place up, and Nebraska hadn't made Omaha in a while. This year's Big Ten is at is at Charles Schwab. Yes, they're in Omaha. Okay, yeah. So not the same thing, but kind of big venue. No. Not a, a minor league park, although Creighton plays the, their home games there. Paula says Hoover's a special place to me as Augusta is to you. Please leave that alone, Borky. Well, don't worry. They're not they're <laughs> not going to listen to me. Uh, nothing I say here will impact Greg Sankey's decision-making. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. We get one question. Wasn't the reason we weren't getting tournaments was because of the flag in part? Yes, but that that ban happened quickly before the change happened, so you didn't get to see the, like, the, the true impact of what that ban would have been because the SEC's ban on hosting postseason events in Mississippi happened while people around here were already actively working on changing the flag and, and doing so successfully, so 
the timing of that I thought was kind of adorable. They they wanted to pat themselves on the back for sparking change when change was already happening before they did that. But they got to pretend like they were being virtuous anyway. We were already doing that before the league decided to step in and make us do it, even though it was already going to happen. Good for them. Good, you know. Sorry. More more on Gallo at 6 they, tomorrow. They just jumped in at the, at the opportune time. Yeah. Bubba Meridian says the people at Hoover make it great. They've been over backwards to host over the years. They absolutely have. And they keep adding to the areas around the stadium to make it more family-friendly. Um, no beer, though. I was. They they had it at the basketball tournament. How dare they? You know, if you can't I, enjoy I, I a sporting event without alcohol, then that's a you problem. But anyway, it is. But at the same time, you know, there's responsible adults should be allowed to be able to have a nice cold beer. They should. Jeff in Oxford says, so basically with the SEC standings being in just one column, the sports writers can copy and paste it into their football and baseball top 25. <laughs> there it is. Oh, man. Redbird Stadium in Memphis, more centrally located. It got a couple of votes for... But there's zero parking for that one. None, yeah. And it's like, not even like for your car kind of parking is, is there. Nice venue, though. Will and Eupora sends us the uh, the rendering for mm-hmm. Minnesota baseball games that they put out when they decided to play baseball in the new football stadium there. Every seat is full. Packed house there for yes, Minnesota well, baseball. <laughs> sometimes the renderings work out, look like yeah. Duty Noble, and sometimes they don't. I mean, there are 74,500 too many people in, in the vendor, in the rendering for Minnesota home games. That uh, That is funny. That is funny. Yeah, the NCAA did have a Mississippi postseason ban for years. Part of the issue here is uh, a lack of venue. I mean, uh, the NCAA tournament didn't yeah, come well, to Mississippi in part because of that ban, but also where are you going to put it? You've you yeah. got to have the venues to, to host I mean, events like that. I like Trustmark Park, but that... that uh press box is ill-equipped to handle the SEC tournament amount of media that show up for that. It just, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Probably already discussed, but Biloxi would be cool. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Another vote for Memphis. A lot of people want that uh, that thing to be in Memphis, but it's not moving. It's not happening. It's uh, yeah. It's fun to talk about, though. It is not moving. Yeah. And I don't think the ba- – is the basketball tournament going to move anymore? Seems like they've found a home in Nashville. I'm not sure on that one now. I think they, they might be moving that a little bit here and there, of course. They're moving media days plenty. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna bend over backwards for Texas and Oklahoma and put it in Dallas. And I understand why they're doing that, but also shouldn't you flex your muscles on them and say, No, no, no. you you don't run the show anymore. Welcome to Hoover. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna go to Hoover like everybody else does. And you're going to have to see the Auburn fan with his painted dog and the ring hat guy, just like everybody else. Yeah. Unless painted dog guy travels to Dallas, which I didn't see him in Atlanta. So. I, I'm pretty sure ring hat guy's not traveling either. So, yeah. Call me crazy. You know, it's a good grip, yeah. though. He always gets himself on the news. He That guy gets interviewed by news Every people. Year. Every year, 
because he's wearing a big hat. <laughs> I mean, I went to journalism school. I don't remember them saying, hey, find the guy with the goofy hat and put him on our newscast. I thought it was a little bit more serious than that. But uh, but I guess not. Find the goofy hat guy. Goofiness hey, sells. Hey, what yeah. are you doing here? Well, I just wanted to see Nick Saban. Oh, where'd you get your hat? The internet. All right, coming up at six. The weather. <laughs> that's that's the story. That's the whole story. Oh man, hey, you've, I've got to wonder if some of those reporters, like after they finish that interview, like wonder. Like, this isn't what I got in this for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm exactly. in debt right now, acquiring just interest and more interest, and the Fed is raising rates, so more interest and more interest on these student loans, and I just interviewed a guy because he's got a goofy hat on. Yeah, either way. Good on him, though. Hammy, that's a great yeah. picture, man. Glad that you are with us. Um, he sent us a picture Friday. I missed this one of him pheasant hunting. That's awesome. And then uh, a screenshot of him and his new little one right in front of a screen of the two of us. Now, here's the issue yeah. with that, Hammy, though. Don't let that kid see us. Getting Yeah, Nightmare getting raised fuel. in that environment is not good. Like, everything else you've got going for yeah. you, great. But making that kid watch us, I don't know if you're going to like the results of, of, of that. I don't know if nah, it's any... I, w- I would... That child does not need to see our face. Th- there are caution pages in all the parenting books, and, and they need to put us in there. Yes, I agree. I agree. This show should come with a parental advisory. (laughs) Don't let your your kids see it. Like, no peanut butter before they turn a year old. Cut your grapes in half. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. watch Sports Talk Mississippi around your kid. You know, it's in secession. It's okay to listen. It's okay to listen. But watch might be a a bridge too far. Somebody asked where Richard was, by the way. Uh, Vacation. Uh, he'll be back Friday. Yeah. So. It comes back in time for us to get to the remote. That's how that guy works. Uh, of course. Like, well, when we get to go to the casino, it's like, oh, hey, Richard's back. Oh, I can be back for that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to miss the NCAA tournament, and, and I, you know, I'm going to miss the uh, the first weekend of baseball here for the conference play. But I'll be back for the free food at the, at the, uh, the remote, though. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I got a I got a DM from from a state fan asking me about what my position on Jeffrey Simmons was back when Mississippi State decided to to enroll him, and I said, you know, it's funny. I remember what I said that day on the show very well because Richard was off, and he said, "Go figure." <laughs> He's never on. I remember that day talking about that because he he wasn't here. One of our listeners says they've got 22 acres, flat land out in the country, plenty of parking, easy highway access. I'd be glad to host a dozen baseball teams. Let's do it. If you build it, they will come. We don't even need to build it. We just need some chalk. Some, you know, yeah. you stand out there in the field. Will does make a good point here. He said, without the ability to host NCAA tournaments, no one would invest in off-campus venues to be able to host those kind of events. Fair point. Absolutely a fair yeah. point. What's unless you've got you already have a minor league team or something yeah. like that. But yeah, nobody's going to build one unless they know the NCAA is going to give them an event or even spend a bunch of money in renovations. Right. I mean, you you've got right, like right. indoor basketball venues in this state that are not on a campus that you know you would like to see them put bids in to host NCAA tournament first round games, and the, the venues 
you know, couldn't try, and, and it would take a lot of money to invest to, to get that, but up until recently, they couldn't. So I wonder if that's in their long-term plans. I, I would love to see that happen here. I went to an NCAA tournament weekend in my hometown growing up, and that was awesome. Uh, would love to see that here one day. More of your messages when we come back. Our number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. So I misspoke, Zach in Oxford. Thank you for uh, for calling me out. It's actually, it's not peanut butter before they turn one. It's honey, actually. And, and if I remember correctly, you shouldn't give peanut butter very early either. But yes, honey is the uh, the thing that you don't give newborns and infants. It, it, it's got a possible bacteria in it that uh, causes uh, botulism in and infants. So yeah, that's why you don't give them I had no idea. honey uh honey before they turn one. It's it's mostly okay, like it, but there is a chance that you can get them sick. So there you go. Yeah, thank you for calling me on that. I don't remember when we started giving our little guy peanut butter, but he loves peanut butter. He he will take a spoon and just hold a jar and just eat it. Just just destroy peanut butter. And uh I don't remember when we started actually giving it to him though. So maybe there's a restriction there as well. But yes, it's it's honey. Slice your grapes. Don't listen to Michael Borky or Brian Haydet. Just you know, give them a couple years first. Let them let their brain develop a little bit before we destroy it. I uh, I guess. Got more people asking for the there bracket. You. We'll keep providing that. I'm uh, getting that it to you. To the bracket. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing one. it. You beat me yeah. on that one. That's a that's a shame. I got it ready. I got it locked and loaded. Have we seen the new Ole Miss basketball jerseys? You know what's for next coming. Year, you know what's about to you're about to see. You know what it is. Oh, it's going to be a joke. It's going to be a joke. Okay. I know where you're going, Hunter. Go ahead, uh, go ahead and do it. The the contract details for Chris Beard are out. Uh his contract is big. Uh over 3 million to start 3.25 which I I blew Haydad's mind earlier. That's basically Kermit Davis' contract. Kermit Davis's contract. He was at the three million, I think, just over three million uh, this year, but starting at three point two five up to three point five in twenty twenty six. There's uh, retention bonuses if he stays at the school for if he's employed at Ole Miss on May first, twenty twenty six. He will get stroked a four hundred thousand dollar check uh, on May first, twenty twenty six. If he's there, all the performance bonuses that basically every coach gets, you know. Making the tournament, winning the conference, blah, 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 blah. You guys know all those already. Uh, also, there's a season ticket bonus, uh, $50,000 extra dollars if the average attendance is 7000 or more, and a $75,000 bonus if the average attendance is 8000 or more. Um, the, the, the plan is, that's a, it's a big contract, it's a lot of money. Ole Miss is heavily investing in football and basketball coaching salaries. Uh, there, ain't, there ain't no doubt about that. I mean, they're up over $12 million combined for uh, for those two coaches alone uh, on an annual basis. So um, 
with with that Better be delivering for that kind of money. Yeah, that that's why. We'll, and I don't mean Texas Bowl. I don't mean first round of the NCAA tournament. That's the kind of money you pay people to. To you know, I'm not saying win national titles. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But in three point two five, going to big like, bowls and and going to second weekends of the tournament. In Beard's new salary though, like not even top half of the SEC. Oh, I have no idea. Let's see. Let's see what I can find. And that's before Texas and Oklahoma join. But Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Calipari skews it because he makes eight point five. Right. Uh, let's see here. Does it continue without disabling? Uh, this is now. This is from last year. Howland was making two point seven five. Chance makes less than that. Um, Kermit last year was at was at number ten at three point oh five million. Yeah, I had no idea Kermit Davis was making that much money. Mm-hmm. I insane. think this year was a little bit more, slightly, but uh, a little bit more than that. But yeah, so I mean, it, that's, those sound like big numbers, there but they're is. not really. Hunter has now completed the joke. On yeah, the, on I'm, the text uh, line. yeah, I hear you, Hunter. Uh, I mean, I knew exactly where he was going. The uh, the second he. Uh, he said it. That joke's going to write itself, and there are going to be a lot of those in student sections uh, around the SEC when we uh, when Ole Miss travels. There's absolutely no doubt uh, about that. It's just, yeah, that's just what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. We got a picture, by the way, sent to us of uh, the ballpark in Pensacola. Yeah, that place is sick. Uh, that, that is a that's uh, awesome. I mean, hosting the tournament there would be really cool. It's right there on the water. You know, you can have a good time in the early summer in Pensacola, Florida, as a sports fan and go watch your team play and go to the beach. And, you know, not a bad idea. They're not moving it, but that is certainly not a bad idea. Um, I think what we're going to do, if everything works out, hey, Dad, you. I don't know if they're going to actually live stream the press conference part of this. So I'm going to make the decision here live on the radio. I, I'm not going to put over the air the uh, the rah-rah part. The, I, I, I want to hear the questions and the answers in the actual press conference. If that part of this right. gets streamed, we'll bring you live to it. I don't think we should just do the, the rah-rah stuff. I, I think I'm not people, interested. I don't think I don't think our listeners are interested in the whole. You know, frankly, I'm not either. Like I said, pep, the pep rally part of it. Right. I, I so if they're doing Q and A and that's that's live stream, we'll bring that to you. Until then, we've got the college football fix coming your way next. A lot of quarterback talk. It's NFL spun, but uh, a former Southern Miss quarterback, by the way, got a payday. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Fast first two hours on this NCAA Tournament Tuesday. Mississippi State getting underway just after 8 o'clock tonight against Pittsburgh. Two and a half point favorite are the Bulldogs in that one. We got baseball across the state. Well, I say that. None of it's here. At least in the home ballparks, anyway. Mississippi State's in Biloxi. Uh, we got asked earlier if that will be streamed on uh, the regular app. The answer is yes, correct? I, I see it, at least on my feed here, that it will be It will you be know, there. I see the option to click on it there. So 
You never know, though. I don't. I don't know for sure. I, it I has think been it in is. the past. I think la- last year it was, but I don't. You never know. You never know. But it is there on the app. It, it says that it's there. So the answer is probably yes. So they miss on the road in Louisiana. Ole Miss, just one state the opposite way. They are in Alabama, Selah, and Jacksonville State, respectively. But it is time right now to talk a little college football with the college football fix. Got an NFL spin on it today, though, because there's no real news in the college football world right now. Although, for what it's worth to you, Florida's return trip to Utah will be the opening Thursday night of college football season. So you have week zero Saturday, and then that big Thursday night, Florida at Utah for uh, for that one. So there's your college football news of the day. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Test drive one today. You'll see very quickly why the F-150 has been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. So let's talk quarterbacks. First of all, former Cal quarterback Aaron Rodgers is holding the Jets hostage. We really are working here. We're calling him former Cal quarterback. Yeah. You know, he played I, there 19 years do. ago. <laughs> I'm doing what I got to right. do. Uh, but All he's right. holding the we'll Jets hostage right now. If you, the, the reporting, Deanna Rossini, I believe, was the first on this. Aaron Rodgers currently still employed by the Green Bay Packers. Right. Correct. Being pursued by the Jets at some point was pursued by the Raiders. He gave the Jets a list of players that they need to trade for or sign in free agency or else. He is the Packers quarterback. Still, as of this moment, by the way, he'll be on McAfee's show tomorrow. It sounds like he's going to make his announcement tomorrow. But he hadn't decided yet. That's great for Pat McAfee. It is. Why couldn't we get that interview, Borky? Why don't you do some work? I'm trying. Um, He was in his darkness retreat. Uh, So I I guess the message never got to him. Uh, Or maybe he was on ayahuasca. I don't know. But he gave them a list of players that they need to get, and they're doing it. Lazard just signed with the Jets, for example. So the Jets are like, doing what Aaron Rodgers is telling them to do before they know Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback. And they're just complying and going for it. That's how desperate the New York Jets are right now. That before they sign the guy, they're following his list of demands. It would be so funny if tomorrow he announced he's retiring. I mean, I would laugh. He, he's going to be a Jet, though. That's what he's going to announce tomorrow. It's it's happening. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. In all likelihood, yeah. Yeah. I've spoken absolutes. I shouldn't, but um, Aaron Rodgers yeah, is not walking through do that door. Darth Borky over here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, where'd he play? Columbia? Oh, man. I thought I knew this, and now, you, now you're making me question myself. It's Eastern Illinois. No, I'm sorry. Eastern Illinois. Yeah. He's a Raider. Got a pretty team-friendly deal, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, former Eastern Illinois. We're stretching for the college football fix here. Uh, but mm. he uh, he got a pretty team-friendly deal. Far less guaranteed money the Raiders are paying their quarterback versus what they would have if they decided to hang on to Derek Carr. But um, they also traded Waller today, their best tight end. I mean, the Raiders are just kind of offloading right now, and they signed Jimmy G today. So that's going to be your starter in Vegas next year. Baker Mayfield is being pursued by multiple teams right now, including 
Tampa, former Oklahoma quarterback and Heisman Trophy winning Baker Mayfield. College football fix. The, the messaging coming from Tampa is, we believe in Kyle Trask, we love Kyle Trask, we think he's the quarterback of the future. Nothing says we love Kyle Trask quite like trying to sign Baker Mayfield to compete with him in training camp. Feels like those are two different messages being sent by Tampa. Yeah. Oh, we those love mixed you. Messages. We believe in you. Also, I-, I need to go get Baker because we need to have a competition. That that that's Maybe. sending not not the message. We'll stay on the quarterback uh, train here. Former TCU quarterback Andy Dalton has signed a deal with the Carolina Panthers, so he'll be there back. We talked about that yesterday. My they needed a veteran. Ever. This is a good one. one. But for the for the Saints, former Florida State uh, quarterback and former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Jameis Winston, former national champion, has agreed to stay with the club, the club, the team, yes. for one more season. Uh, a one-year, $8 million deal that will keep him as uh, the backup to Derek Carr. I think that's a great move for the Saints. It allows them to go into the draft, draft a young quarterback, like be a Hendon. Well, see, here's now. Now, now I would be off the Hendon Hooker train. Yeah, and I tell you why because he's too old. Yeah, hey, what is he? Twenty four, like twenty five, or twenty five? He's twenty five. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Carr is going to be all things hopeful. Carr would be your quarterback for until he's like what thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, you know, if things go well. I mean, what are you going to do? Turn the reins over to Hooker at thirty two? No, no. So if you're going to draft a quarterback now. I'm going to try to find somebody younger. Yeah. Which is a shame. I love the idea of Hooker in New Orleans, but... Uh, I do, too. No. Um, they, they may not draft one at all, uh, especially with what happened there on the, the defensive line. So, yeah, Winston is staying with the Saints. Uh, took a pay cut. Team-friendly one. Helped them with the, the cap. Yeah. Uh, didn't have As the options did. to go start somewhere. As did former Ohio statewide receiver Michael Thomas today. Signed a... Uh, Renegotiated his contract and uh, took a a a slight you know they restructure all these things. The Saints cap situation I am not smart enough to understand it. Nick Underhill is subscribe to NewOrleansFootball dot com, but evidently uh, it's an incentive laden deal. But it's a ten million dollar base salary for a one year deal for Michael Thomas. So he'll either come back strong this year and then maybe resign with the Saints for one more big deal or another team for a big deal or he'll have a bad year and. They'll figure it out. Uh, Former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins uh, got another deal with the Vikings. He's going to back up Kirk Cousins. Uh, Good deal, eh? Oh, yeah, it's a good deal. Uh, What a great life and a great job it is to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I mean, who's living better in the world than Chase Daniel? Guy's sitting on $20 million, and he's played like 15 plays. And Nick Mullins, the same. And the, the... Opportunity to be a starter, a full-time starter in the NFL's probably passed him by, but the fact that he continues to get these contracts tells you that a handful of things. Good locker room, good team guy, and if mm-hmm. the starter gets hurt, they trust him to do good things. Not Basically, don't screw it up, do good things, protect the football, and if he keeps getting jobs, it tells you how highly looked at he is in uh, an NFL circle. So congrats to him getting another payday. I think it's just a one-year deal, which is kind of how these things operate with backup quarterbacks now. But uh, a nice payday for uh, for Nick Mullins. Taylor Heineke, by the way, off to the Falcons. I think that removes the Falcons from 
the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Uh, former Old Dominion quarterback Taylor Heineke. Let's say we we, we got to throw that in. Yeah, former. And I'm going to throw a little rumor your way. Yeah, I'm throw a little rumor out here. Former Mississippi State defensive lineman Fletcher Cox might be willing to test the waters of, of free agency uh, this offseason. I don't think they can afford him, but the Saints need defensive line in the worst way. The Saints way. need a defensive Bring tackle so home. badly. Gosh, yeah. that would be. They can't. I don't think they can afford it. But if if Fletcher Cox were to join the Saints. Um, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That would be, I mean, they would immediately become, I mean, they're already the favorite, they're going to be the favorite to win that division. Him but then you become an actual Jordan? favorite to win. Yeah. I mean. But you got to get a couple more guys, too. Yeah, so. they do. They, they need numbers, if uh, if nothing else. Yeah, former Old Dominion quarterback Taylor Heineke with the Falcons. He and Desmond Ritter probably eliminates them from the Lamar Jackson sweep. Did you see this other thing? Former Boston College quarterback Matt Ryan his deal with the Colts is such that even if he retires this year, he still gets $12 million from them. No way. Who, who reads these contracts? You know what I would do? I'd retire. I'd retire. <laughs> take you, 12 mil. You, you mean have a handful of 300-pound, some of the most athletic, grown 300-pound men in the world trying to rip my head off or... I spend the day on the lake with my kids for twelve million dollars. Yeah, it's a tough call for uh, for Matt Ryan. So that's your college football fix. An NFL quarterback update. Again, one of my favorite college football fixes of all time. Uh, that was great. Yeah, that, that was a good one. We'll be right back. If they do the Q and A in Oxford, we will um, we will bring that to you. If that's not live, we won't, and we'll keep plugging along on this NCAA tournament Tuesday. We'll be right back. Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Working Brian Haydad with you. Uh, we get this message. Hey, super state is not in Louisiana. There at Gulf Coast playing Louisiana. First of all, I said they're not at home. What? They're in Biloxi, and they're not playing Louisiana. They're playing Nichols tonight. They play Louisiana tomorrow. Yeah, but no, I said that. But we appreciate you listening, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, they're just not at home. Everybody's elsewhere, on the road. Like I said, Southern is in, Southern Miss is in Louisiana, Ole Miss is in Alabama, playing Ceylon, and Jacksonville State, respectively, and State is in Biloxi. Either way, 
Appreciate you. Jake Hayner from Fresno State needs to be picked up. We get on the text line by the Saints and watch Carr for a few seasons. Kid is sharp. He's really, he's one of those guys, man, where when you look at this draft class and everybody's talking about Bryce Young, who I really like Bryce Young, but still, everybody's talking about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, and it seems like the Will Levis hype has fallen a little bit. Maybe they're starting to actually watch some film instead of just the workout and seeing that, wait, this guy can't complete passes against bad college defenses. Maybe that's happening. But those are the guys that everybody's talking about in this draft. And then you're going to look up in five years and Jake Hayner's a starter somewhere winning playoff games. Yeah, no question. That, that, that happens, it happens every year. To There's always a quarterback like that. Yeah, exactly. Saints trade for Corral. Uh, you know, they're not going to now. I don't know if they're giving up a pick for a third-string quarterback. I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah. somebody will. Somebody will give a seventh to get that guy in their quarterback room. It'll happen. Somebody yeah. will. Yeah. The Saints have like another compensatory pick. They might be willing to do it, but they don't. Get a message here from uh, from Bears as I talk former to Ole Miss quarterback, former Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. Got to keep the theme up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bears says I talked to Fletcher not long ago and he talked like he was going to retire. I've got a hundred million reasons why he shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if he does, he could get another. He could get another good deal. I don't okay. know about a hundred, but he could get another forty, fifty mil in the bank on a two, three year deal. I would love the Saints to do that. I would love. That'd be great. The Saints to uh, to do that. It's a perfect fit. It's just a question of money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hunter and Columbus. Here's the most honest response to your question that I can give you. I joke about the Saints going seventeen and zero and stuff, but he says, "Do you think the Saints will be good next year?" Uh, It depends on what your definition of good is. Will they be a Super Bowl contender? No. Do they have a roster and now a quarterback that can win a bad division? Yes. And winning a bad division means you host a playoff game. And when you're hosting a playoff game, as we've seen, anything goes. I mean, that's that's the Jags. They were getting smoked at home, came back and won that game against a team that they were not better than, but they beat them anyway. So in the post-Breeze, post-Payton era, winning a division, regardless of how bad it is, and hosting a playoff game would be a success. And I think that they are perfectly capable of doing that with Derek Carr and Alvin Kamara if he avoids prison. Yeah, welcome to sports. Um, uh, Michael Thomas and Chris Olave uh, at wide receiver. They've got a veteran offensive line. Demario Davis is back at linebacker. Uh, you know, you've got veteran pieces in the secondary. Marshawn Lattimore's healthy again. Uh, you're, you're good at safety. You're good at linebacker. You're good at corner. You need defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen in the worst way. If you get a couple of those, and, I mean, winning the divisions on the table, they would be the favorite, the Vegas favorite. They're going to be to win the division. And if they do that, it's a success. So, Super Bowl contender, not anywhere close. But hosting a playoff game would be fun. And that's all I care about is just having fun again, watching the team play. Last year was not fun. Even the wins weren't fun. Every part of it was just ridiculous. 601-879-4395. John Morant, we mentioned this on Friday, and we don't have to actually spend any time on this, but I do want to actually give praise to to something that's happening, and you hope it's all in good faith. John Morant has apparently checked himself 
uh, into a counseling program in Florida. There's no timetable to his return to actually playing basketball, but I like the fact that there isn't a timetable uh, for him to return to basketball. Considering everything that's happened over the last few months and what he could have possibly destroyed in his career and his life, I think it's really encouraging that the the young man who has been making some horrible decisions lately is doing something about it and putting basketball aside. I think it's cool. I hope it works for him. He's too great of a player to not have him back on the court in very short order. Um, you, you just you hope that this counseling takes and he takes it seriously. And it sounds like he is. If 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 he's there and he stepped away from his team. Uh, to to do this, good on him. Uh, I hope it works because he was getting very close to destroying his life and his career, and that would have destroying everything he had, everything, everything he had. So up against a two hundred million dollar contract. But anyway, go for it. I got to read this tweet from former Ole Miss wide receiver AJ Brown, who says the body will heal itself. We don't need medicine to get better. That's just what you're told. Shut down the the, doc, the medical school at Ole Miss. A.J. Brown says just let it ride. What are y'all teaching him up there? Well, his first tweet Porky says... Is speechless. Uh, yeah, because uh, he said, When I get sick, I eat high-vibration foods such as food and drink a lot of water, and I don't take medicine. So I hope he's only talking about, like, if I'm feeling crappy, I just eat well and hydrate well and I feel better. I hope that's what I, can't, I am trying so hard. I hope he I've tried so hard. I can't wait for the next injury the man suffers. He's like, no, no, I'm good. Body will heal itself. We're fine. Uh, AJ, sometimes man, <laughs> what are you talking about? A whole, a whole school of doctors at Ole Miss are like, AJ, stop! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, he's right. Diet changes a lot of things, but it your body can't hear itself if you break a bone. Man. Also, uh, some breaking news. I'm starting to see some reports here and there uh, that, indeed, uh, Pittsburgh big man Federico Federico will be out tonight. Wow. Okay, so what does that mean? So I know big... we talked about the game earlier, but what does that well, mean, him being out for, for Pittsburgh tonight? That's that's their, their best guy to defend Tolu Smith. Uh, their backup post guys are, quite frankly, not. I don't know that they have the physicality to uh, to deal with Tolu Smith, so you know Tolu is a guy who's been getting points all year long, and he's a guy who's been, you know, he's been battle tested at this point. So even against Federico, Federico, I would have thought he would have a good game, but without this guy in, it's going to be a tough task for Pitt to, to slow down Tolu. But I keep coming back to Florida without Castleton, played pretty well against Mississippi State. Vanderbilt without Liam Robbins, obviously got the win against Mississippi State. So State's sort of been in this position the past couple weeks, and they haven't taken full advantage of it. Um, so we'll see if they can tonight. I still think that offensively, Pittsburgh will be fine. They'll still have all their shooters in. But defensively, that they, they are going to be struggling to, to, to contain State down low. And uh, I know it's hard, and sometimes teams have decided just to clog the lanes and dare Mississippi State to shoot. Um as hard as it is, they, they've got to just find ways to get Tolu the basketball on the block and let him go to work. I know that he gets doubled and, and trapped and tripled sometimes, and he kicks it out to a wide-open guy, and nobody's even closing out on that wide-open guy because they want them to shoot. 
these games this season where he would get up eight shots, that can't happen tonight. You're not winning tonight if, if he's only getting up eight shots. you got to run your offense through. Because if you try to go three for three with Pittsburgh, you're going to lose. You just are. And so this is why Chris Jans gets paid the big bucks, right, is to figure out how to get his big, despite him being trapped and doubled and tripled, good looks. Maybe transition baskets will be really important for State tonight as well. When you play good defense, when you get turnovers, get out and run. And when you when you get those transition looks, you got to make them. Unlike um, uh, the the game in Nashville, the the season finale. Yeah, missed a lot of bunnies, I, and a lot of them when they were out running. They did, and that's why they lost the game. You know, and like I said, that's that State every game is. Easy looks inside the paint and three-pointers. I know they're going to miss the three-pointers. They can't miss the easy looks inside the paint. Cam Matthews, DJ Jeffries, Deshaun Davis, Shaq Moore, when they get to the rim, when they get into the paint, they, when they put up shots, they've got to go in. Yeah, they uh, they do. 8-10 is the official listed start time tonight. True TV I don't know why I keep saying this. It's just I, I see people on social media making these jokes. You've got it. You've got True TV. It's I promise you do. Just use your guide. You'll find it. Mississippi State and Pittsburgh. The Bulldogs, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. I have an, an interesting thing that I'm going to bring to you guys that I saw earlier uh, last week, actually. Didn't even see it earlier this week. Saw it last week. Speaking of True TV in Mississippi State and finding your team's favorite game, an idea that's floating around out there that might help you as a sports fan. I'll bring that to you guys next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Again, we'll go to... Here it is, right now. We'll go to it right now. Uh, Chris Beard is is sitting in front of the media now, so this is not the pep rally portion. This is the question and answer portion. So I wanted to bring that to you uh, right now. So you'll hear Keith Carter's voice first, and then questions and answers with Ole Miss, new Ole Miss head coach, Chris Beard meeting with the media right now. As I shared on the podium, his success on the court speaks for itself. Uh, but we knew, you know, obviously there were there were more questions than that. Um, like we would with any hire of this magnitude, we were extremely thorough in our review of Coach Beard. Um, that evaluation included delving into reports that led to his departure from Texas. Uh, those were al- those allegations uh, we take very very seriously, obviously, um, and it's so important that we uh, gain a clear understanding of that particular situation. Uh, what we learned uh, is that the initial reports were not accurate, uh, not an accurate reflection of the events uh, that happened. Uh, we had multi- multi-level conversations with a number of people surrounding that night, um, and Coach Beard was obviously very, uh, extremely transparent with our discussions with him. Um, there was due diligence on our from our outside search firm uh, and athletic staff before we made the decision to move forward uh, in the process. 
Um, after looking at all the information and learning more about the type of person that Coach Beard is, uh, we are very confident and excited for him to join the Ole Miss family. Um, there's so many great things that, that kind of point to uh, the person that he is and his character. Um, I mentioned his three daughters um, and the rela- relationship that they have, um, the active involvement in the community uh, everywhere he has been, uh, and the impact you know that he's had on student-athletes uh, everywhere that he's been. So we certainly look forward to Coach Beard being ingrained not only with our basketball program, uh, but with our uh, Ole Miss and Oxford community as we move forward. Thanks, Keith. So, uh, just uh, before we get into the um, press conference question and answer, which I'm looking forward to, uh, I'll say this. Um, you know, I wish we were all here tonight just to talk about basketball and graduation rates and attendance and championships, but um, I understand uh, that there'll be other things to talk about tonight, and I'm okay with that. Um, one of the personal things that's been very challenging is I haven't had a chance to to really say much uh, publicly the last 90 days or so. Um, so I understand some of the questions that are coming, and I'm very comfortable and confident in, in, in the truth. Um, obviously, I've lived on this uh, earth for 50 years. I can coach for, I think, you know, almost 25, 26, 27 now. I should know that. People ask me all the time. I need to look at my bio. Um, you know, what I've been through recently um, and what our family has been through recently is just so um, out there in terms of nothing that even compares to anything like that I've gone through that before. So it's been very challenging. It's been challenging for a lot of people. Um, and everybody, you know, that was affected – I've just been extremely remorseful and apologetic for anything that's affected anybody uh, in a tough way, and a lot of people have been affected. So um, a tough part of this has just been not able to speak publicly and not even speak to the people that I wanted to speak to. Um, but this is uh, a new beginning, and I look forward to this. Um, you know, what, like Keith said, uh, what's been reported originally on December 12th um, is proven to be not accurate. Um, with with Randy's statement on December 23rd, which I appreciated her um, setting setting a lot of the things uh, to the truth. Um, I also, you know, eventually the case not being pursued and dismissed and all was obviously a positive too, which I always knew would happen because uh, I know what happened and what didn't happen that night. But certainly when it happened, it was it was good in almost record time, less than two months, the case being dismissed. I think that's a um, a sign for where the facts and truth were as well. So, um, but yeah, for all the, the people that I haven't had a chance to talk to publicly, um, just uh, remorseful and sorry that it affected a lot of people, but also really confident in who I am, the life I've lived for a long time. I'm an open book in a lot of ways, and I can't get back to being who I am. And that's a coach, uh, a leader, a father, um, a mentor, and I'm just blessed to be at a place like Ole Miss um, to get back to work, and I can't can't wait to do that. So. Before the questions, I appreciate Keith allowing me uh, just to say some things that I thought was really important uh, to start tonight with. Thank you. All right, we'll go front here to the left. Michael Katz with the Daily Journal. Keith, this one's for you. Uh, you mentioned the circumstances that led to his departure from, from Texas. Um, do you worry about the perception that this move will create for the university? Well, you know, obviously when we went into this process um, and, and started, you know, researching Coach Beard, um, you know, we knew that, that there would, would be questions about that. And that's why we were confident in, in, our, in our research and our, in our, our due diligence. Um, you know, I think that, you know, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. And, 
you know, some of the things we have to do now is just move forward. And I think that, um, you know, for us, we would not be sitting here today if we didn't feel very confident in what we, we know happened in, in, in that, that situation. So um, Coach Beard has been very transparent, uh, just like he just was. And so for us, yeah, I mean, I think people are, may tend to, to look at our university in a certain way. But um, for us, at the end of the day, we're going to make decisions that we feel are best and appropriate. And, um, and this one we feel very confident in, in what we did. Uh, Jake Thompson on very old Miss Spirit. Chris, this is for you. You mentioned out there getting out to the community on campus next week. What you know, you may have some uncomfortable conversations with certain groups just with everything that's surrounded the past two months. How do you kind of kind of prepare yourself to maybe have to answer some of those questions to fan base, parts of the fan base? Yeah, it's a good question. I appreciate you asking it. Uh, I'm a relationship guy. And I think the core foundation of all relationships is the truth and transparency. Um, you know, there's there's easy things to talk about and there's challenging things to talk about in all relationships. So I know we're going to build this program through relationships. Um, for example, you know, talking to the current players here in the last 36 hours or so, uh, whenever you have a, a real conversation, you know, the truth is um, and transparency is really important. So I can't wait to get not only on campus, but out in the community and really in the state um, and start meeting people. Um, and again, I... I wish the conversations were all about winning championships and graduating players and selling out arenas. Um, but I understand uh, that there'll be other questions, and I'm okay with that. Oh, we'll go in the back there. Uh, for AD Carter, Joe Cook, 16WAPT, um, I guess walk me through the timeline of this, because obviously the reports came out about you know, the situation with, with Coach Beard and the charges were dismissed. When that when that happened, were, was that when you said, okay, maybe we can pursue this? Like, give me the timeline is when you heard the news and when you actually started pursuing the series. Well, I think uh, the first contact we had with Coach Beard was on February 28th. Um, and, you know, I've been doing a little due diligence before that, um, you know, working with his representation, working with some others. Um, just trying to, to figure out, you know, where to start and, and how to how to start delving into the situation. Um, you know, I think as we continued to do that, you know, all roads kind of kept leading back to the same story. And so we spent some time with, with Chris on the 28th. Um, we were able, the chancellor and I were able to go see him a few days later and spend some time with him and was just very impressed with his transparency, you know, the, the his humility, um, you know, the, the things that he told us. And, and so we continue to, to do all that. But it, it really started with the first conversation with him on February 28th, and we worked forward from there. A little front left here. Uh, Chris Neil McCready with uh, Rivals.com. Were there any moments in the last 90 days or so that you kind of lost optimism that you'd get an opportunity like this? How hard was it to stay optimistic that an opportunity like this would come your way? Never a moment. I lost optimism. Um, you know, it's uh, I've been going a mile a minute for my whole life. You know, and uh, it's, it's college basketball. So certainly, uh, this time off um, that I never wanted or predicted the way the time would come off. But God works in mysterious ways. You know, um, but I think the time off uh, I learned a lot. You know, about myself. I spent time with mentors, my family, my parents. Um, successful people talking about basketball and non-basketball um certainly my faith um but i think during that time off uh, did i ever lose optimism no um i know who i am um i know who the people i surround myself with um now were there some challenging times absolutely uh, 
Has this been some of the most adversity I've ever been through in my life? Absolutely. Um, but lose optimism? No. Um, you know, I know who, how, who I am. I know how I was raised. And so um, it's a good question. I haven't thought about it like that. But, uh, no, I don't think I ever stopped believing because I, I know who I am. We'll go in the back middle next. Chris, uh, John Sokoloff, WCBI. Um, what, what does it kind of mean to you to, to be able to get a, kind of a second chance? Well, I think uh, this next opportunity uh, means everything to me. Um, I think, um, you know, people say all the time, I think it's human beings, we get eight or nine chances every day. You know, I, I, I've got three daughters. I mean, I ask for six chances every hour, you know, so. Um, but I understand the question and respect it. Um, look, this is uh, one of the great colleges in the country, you know, academic institution, college town, the SEC, the tradition, the coaches that come before here, the men I get to work with, and administration, all the way to the chancellor. So this is a big-time job. Um, so I'm blessed to be here. You know, when this job... We're up against a hard break here. That was a look into Chris Beard's introductory press conference after he was introduced as the head coach at Ole Miss. The answer to the due diligence question from Keith Carter and from Beard, interesting for sure, saying that the details initially reported in the police report and in the media were, were not an accurate reflection of what happened. Richard actually said that on the show a couple of weeks ago as well. We'll be back. Final thoughts with you next. Place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Sometimes we get a picture. Somebody listening from Section 110 right there in Biloxi watching the teams warm up on what looks like a bit of a chilly night there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast getting ready for Mississippi State and Nichols. We appreciate you. Good seats, by the way, front row. Uh, So congrats to you for that one. But uh, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you sending us that picture. Looks great. And obviously hoping for a uh, Bulldog win tonight. The NCAA tournament has officially tipped off, by the way, but you can still enter our bracket challenge. You can still enter our bracket challenge up until Thursday morning. We'll tweet the link out. We'll send it to you again tomorrow. If you want it, you've got like two minutes to ask for it right now. If you want to be part of our bracket challenge, ESPN's bracket challenge, S uh, Sports Talk Space MS Space Radio is the group name. So when you pull up the ESPN bracket challenge, again, we'll send you the link. If you pull up the ESPN Bracket Challenge under group name Sports Talk Space MS Space Radio, and the password to get in the group is STM Radio. If you win, here's what you win. If you are the best bracket submitted in our group, here's what you win. Two golf shirts and a pullover from Genteel. A round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit. Dinner for two at Philip M's right there at the Pearl River Resort. Another dinner for two at Mama and M right there at Pearl River Resort. And a two-night stay at the Golden Moon or Silver Star. So, if you ask, we will send. We'll do this tomorrow as well. And we'll send the links out on socials on Thursday morning. But by showtime on Thursday, it's too late. 
First four games do not count for the bracket challenge, but they do count for Mississippi State. Hey, Dad, do you have any last-minute final thoughts before the Bulldogs are back in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2018, correct? Right? That was the first year of Ben Howland, 2018? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, we, we, we learned just a few minutes ago that Federico Federico will probably not play in this game. That's a big blow to Pitt. Uh, but Pitt still has their shooting ability, and Blake Henson and those guys still should. I, I expect it to be, a, you know, the two game, two teams to do what they normally do. State will try to pound the ball inside. Pitt will try to shoot threes. If State's defense shows up, they'll be fine. If they play defense like they did against Florida and against Alabama in the SEC tournament and against Vanderbilt in that last game of the regular season, they're going to be in trouble. Pretty, uh, pretty much. Jeff, I, I think. To answer your question on the text line, you can watch the Ole Miss game on ESPN+. Plus. Don't don't uh, write home on that. Don't quote me on that. I think you can, but I'm not 100% sure. So, yeah, man, big night. I- I'm really excited to watch this, honestly. I-, I was talking to a friend about this earlier, and he was like, um, he was asking me about the Lakers-Pelicans game, honestly. And that's oh, the, yeah, that's yeah, the biggest game of the year for the Pelicans right now, considering their playoff standing and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'll have that on TV, too, because... State's in the tournament, man. Like I get to watch it, yeah, I mean, and we're going to fire up the show at 3 o'clock and we get to recap an NCAA tournament game, which uh, back in December or November, season starts in November, if you'd have told me, hey, you're going to be talking about a tournament team, I wouldn't have believed you. I thought Kermit have, Davis I was about to get fired and State is not prepared. Uh, they don't have the roster that can make a tournament. Exactly. I wouldn't have believed Exactly. You. Never would have thought it. So. So again, why you know we we may be on a sports talk channel, but it doesn't mean we uh, we know a lot. We just we just go with the flow. People always ask me, they're like, "You don't know that much about sports. How are you on this show?" I'm like, "I get paid to be entertaining." That's not what the it's sports about. knowledge is a feature. The, the people setting the odds are the ones that have the knowledge. That's right. Yeah. If I knew who was going to win these games, I wouldn't be on the show. I would be on a beach. Well, that and the best be handicappers in, in the world are still only like sixty percent. Yeah, but I think that's enough to make me money. So. Bruce had a really, if I remember correctly, he had a really good NFL year, and he was like 61%, and he was like, yeah, I had a great year. Like, that that was awesome. That's a professional, a decades-long professional that vacations in Switzerland whenever he wants, so he's good at what he's doing, and 61% of games is like, heck yeah, like killing it. So yeah, we need to cut ourselves some slack, I guess. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We got a busy day tomorrow. We got a lot of baseball to talk about. We've got uh, basketball to talk about, obviously, with Mississippi State's game tonight. And you know, some, I mean, we'll get Aaron Rodgers news by this time tomorrow, and that's just going to shake up everything in the NFL. So we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. And whatever else comes up between now and. Then don't forget to join our bracket challenge group. It's too late to ask. Just ask tomorrow. We'll uh, send it to you tomorrow. But we are uh, we're out of here on this Tuesday night for Richard, who's is he skiing? I don't know what he's doing for Richard, who's somewhere in America. He didn't leave the country, I know that. And Brian Hayda and Michael Borky, thank you guys so much for making our show a part of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at three, hopefully talking about a tournament win. We'll see you then.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.